to another episode of Life and Pinstripes. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. I'm James Yevon. And this is episode number 28. Austin Romine. Presented to you by Clovercrest Clover Media Group. We are humbled and thank you for having us as one of your podcasts. We're excited about this venture. This is some episode we have in store for. We got some stories to tell you, ladies and germs. Oh, yes. Why don't you start us off with... Uh, Story that happened last week. Okay, first of all, have you ever thought of me as Mr. Mom? Every day. Really? Yes. You're Interesting. The, so, last week... Between the two of us, you're the responsible one. Of always. course I'm always the responsible one. You've heard my stories. Yes. I'm always the one being the designated driver, and of course being a fatherly figure in a way. <laughs> he brushes the hair. Yeah. I might be the devil on the shoulder, but I'm always pushing him to push those limits. Not in a bad way for you kids at home. I just want him to know... Go all the way, go too far one time, just so you know where that limit is. Because remember, we talked about our limits. Yes, I know, in the Limitless episode, the black and white episode, which yeah. was quite an interesting... Okay, so, last yeah. week, we all get invited to a uh, lake house party by one of my friends. So I decided to invite the girlfriend over, and uh, you know me, I'm the polite friend. You know, I asked one of my friends to... And if to you invite. remember, this girl, remember last week's episode, or was it two episodes ago... Where this is the girl we talked about, the bro code, where... The bro code dilemma, you know, was the like, girl okay with was this. with one of his friends in the past. At one point, yes. At one point. So, James, being the gentleman that he is, asked the friend for kind of like, not permission, but just was like running it by the friend. I'm hey, like, listen. dude, this is happening. Are you okay with this? You know, I constantly kept on asking, are you okay with this? Are you okay with this? He said, yeah, that's fine. So I'm like, all right. Keep going. What's the guy gonna say? Anyways, but yes. what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing that could happen? Absolutely. So the scene is set that that guy is no longer with him. He's with the girl, and here we are. And here we are. So I ask him, like, hey, do you want to go? To be honest, I thought he was gonna say no. Yeah, one of those moments where you kind of just being polite. I was being polite because he kept on asking me to hang out, and unfortunately, I was either doing something because I just didn't have the time to actually uh, hang out. That's a tough spot. It is. I thought he would say no, but then he said yes, and then it put me in such a weird position. I'm like, oh, boy. Ugh, that's so weird. It is so, so weird, but you know me. So putting it putting it in layman's terms, he's being a gentleman asking his buddy, who always is trying to hang out with him, but he can't because he's probably just filming with me making these episodes. Of course. He feels guilty about not involving this friend in anything and he tried to be polite knowing full well the what girl the you're situation with was in store for and, and for those man, of you at home the girl he's with is the ex you know uh, guy and uh, girl connection in the no, past because like you know yeah, first weird. of all never i've also learned this never make assumptions because you're gonna make an ass out of you, you and me, me. so yeah. that's of course that's what happens so i might say to myself i'm like so oh, man, you invite him, you're a friend, you invite yeah. him to a pool party, and, yeah. or a lake party, I should say. Lake house party, and he then says yes. Now, I'm thinking it from his point of view. He's he's desperate. He's lonely. Of I'm, course, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not saying he's doing this out of vengeance or anything. No, but of he just course wants, not. But he just wants to be involved. He needed to have a good time out. And honestly, I respect that because everybody needs a, a good time out. I need one. Obviously, you always love to have a good time out. Of course. But I feel like there's just no win. I mean, you... There was no winning in this situation. You followed a bro code almost too much, you know? It always makes me... First of all, it always makes me feel like a like a douchebag. I have to be completely honest because I asked him, like, she's going to be there tonight. And he still said yes. 
So it makes it kind of makes me look like I'm like, all oh, right, what am I doing here? Am I yeah, doing it's either like you're rubbing it. It's not like you're trying to rub it in. His I face. wasn't trying to rub it in my face. I was trying to do the best thing for everybody. But then you, you can't have a good time. But no then I what. can't have a good time because I'm busy supervising everybody left and right. That's his go-to. I always say this: when James is uncomfortable, he turns into mom, which is good. Mr. Mom is good because he's responsible when poop hits the fan. That's a good person to be. Because sometimes when poop hits the fan, other people go bazonkers and freak out. Huh, this guy starts order organizing everything and making sure everybody's having a good time, except for himself. Oh, of course, because it's like this line was like going all over the place. Do you have a pen somewhere? So this basically was me. Say that I was like going over here. That I was going over there. That I'm going back, forth, doing back, what? and forth. What were you doing? Checking it. Checking in on everybody, making sure that everybody's okay. Were you avoiding the awkwardness? I was trying everything I can to avoid the awkwardness. How awkward was it? It was, at first, it was a little bizarre. Not gonna lie, because think of it this way. Think as the friend seeing his ex at the same party, being with a friend. It's a very bizarre situation. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't mean it to be that way. Before you told me, I assumed he was going to drink heavily, because what's he going to do? Obviously, have a good time? I had the... I had the biggest feeling that was going to happen, yeah. okay? Because think of it this way. He kept on asking me, and it's like, what should I bring to this party and all that other stuff? And then I told him, I'm like, yeah, she's going to be here most likely tonight. Mm. So I had a feeling he was going to go all out and testing his <sighs> limits. So, so this turns into a scenario where you're cleaning up his mess. I'm cleaning up his mess, making sure everybody's okay, making pizzas for everybody. James the pizza boy over here. Pizza boy. So, let me get this straight. Your friend had a thing for a girl. Uh-huh. It's no longer. You're uh-huh. currently with that girl. Correct the mundo. And then you ask that friend to go to a party that she ended up being and at the girl. Because I was being the dumbass that I am. <laughs> he wanted to say gentleman, but he, he turned it to dumbass. Let's be honest. I, <laughs> I had to be honest. That entire night... I literally kept on reflecting to myself. I'm like, am I the biggest, I'm going to say it, biggest asshole possible? I would say no. I tried it. You know what it is? Because I care about See, everybody. I care about him. I care about Here's the something that's gotten me in trouble in the past. I'm trying to think, and this actually will come back to bite you sometimes. Of course it's going to bite me. If you're thinking about everybody except yourself, it doesn't matter what energy you came with you came with pure i want to involve him i want to keep him in in the i want him to have a good time but you have to look outside you and look down at it what was the good time he was gonna have the good times he ended up having was that he ended up having a couple of drinks too much Mm. but unfortunately for him he really didn't test his limits Mm, well, he's he's just all out at that point. He's watching the girl he liked with the guy who's his friend. Yeah. Oh, so I. Oh, so I'm not thinking about it. It's just like, oh man, that's brutal. It was it was brutal. That's just, brutal. Just like keeping an eye out so on he, him. He drinks too much. Did he, he drinks too much? Did he throw up? He did throw up, mm. and he was. And I learned that he was in a, an emotional drunk. Oh, so he yeah, had a lot. the best. Emotional drug, so I I literally kept on saying to him, I'm like, dude, Mm. if you want to kick my ass, I totally approve because I completely understand. James, here's where I'm coming from. You obviously know, in retrospect, wasn't probably the best idea to invite him. No, it was not the best idea. Even though your energy was pure 
and just when you were thinking about involving him so he doesn't feel left out. That's something pure and just, however. The whole dynamic was a lose-lose situation from the start. Absolutely. And I knew it was a lose-lose situation from the start. But, of course, being the empath that I am and involving everybody, knowing that this situation was going to be awkward, sometimes I just can't handle it. Yeah. Like your father said beforehand, that was like a common sense one, though. I will say that... It was common sense. What What did you expect other than you didn't think it through? I really didn't think it through. That's, I had a curb your enthusiasm moment. Totally. Where I tried to be the nice guy possible, involving everybody, because I felt bad, because I kept on saying no, because I was doing something left and right, so I figured, all right, what's gonna, what's the worst thing that can happen? And of right. course, assuming, so, assumptions if, don't get you anywhere. What, what else did we learn? What else we learned is, uh, be very careful with situations like this. Yes, and as much as you want to try to have everyone be happy, certain scenarios- Sometimes it's not easy to make everybody happy. There's going to be sometimes a... Was I happy? God, no. Not a chance. There's going to be an imbalance, and especially on your side, because you're not going to have a good time. No, because I knew what the situation was really going to be in store for. Did your girl have a good time? Because she's probably feeling the heat of the awkwardness. Of course. Yeah, so absolutely. She's probably dealing with the after. She's dealing with that. She's dealing with that. I'm dealing with that. I'm moving left and right. I, I just learned something from all of this. Bro code sometimes is just, it's a very... It's a fickle thing, yes. Fickle. It's very tough. Very fickle. But obviously, you gotta respect the bro code. I will say... Take I, advice. But I love a good, awkward drinking story where you throw up too much. You must have loved this situation. So <laughs> this reminds me of a great story I was telling you before we were on air. Oh yeah, you were telling me about it. Transition a little bit. So, I was telling James about the last time I took a family trip down to Tennessee. My whole family rented a, a log cabin out in the mountains, and... Uh, my Aunt Sandy uh, was the one that did it. Shout out. Shout out to you. Uh, there was this weird moment where my twin cousins, who were actually on the show with us a couple Claire of- Claire and Nicole, you may have remembered them. Represent. The Isaacsons, uh, they all got sick with something. It was, it was food poisoning, but it was like, it was a bug that was the worst kind, where you're gonna throw up no matter what. You're throwing up everything that enters your system. It doesn't matter. It could be from drinking. It could be from food. It doesn't matter. Your body is trying to deplete itself of everything so it gets rid of it. So we quarantined my cousins in the third story loft. You should put them in a bubble, by the way. The yeah. twin bubble. They might have been in a bubble. The but twin bubble We girls. didn't have a bubble. And so since we didn't have a bubble, there was a moment where they went downstairs into the kitchen. And of all places where we all pass... All lines cross. The kitchen is the one point where they probably shouldn't have gone. I thought nothing of it because that night I chose to drink pretty heavily. And I'm with my family. We're what on vacation. What you that night? Oh, boy. Wild Turkey 101. Yeah. You had that? Yeah. Out of all things? And oh, I mixed man. it with orange soda. <laughs> what? Whiskey and orange soda. That is, sounds like a Disgusting. crappy combination, Disgusting. by the way. So, nonetheless... My room at this awesome log cabin was the basement. It was a home theater. So you had your own man cave. At totally the badass man cave. That was my entire room. And I hooked up my PS4 to it. So if I played Madden, I had this huge drop-down LED baller oh, screen to be oh, playing my video games. So not There's fair. There's seating. There's Bam. a popcorn machine in the corner. So I'm feeling like a king. 
So it's the middle of the night, about 3 a.m. Everybody's sleeping, or so you would think. And I'm laying on my back, no joke, completely vertical. And out of nowhere, I'll never forget the fact that I came from a dream state and I woke up, Mm -hmm. throwing up. I didn't wake up and throw up. I was throwing up and it woke me up. (laughs) Has anyone, and so I thought it might've been from the drinking because I mixed a wild turkey with orange soda, which wasn't the smartest thing. First of all, wild turkey is such a crappy bourbon itself. Don't hurt the turkey. I'm, it's not my intention, okay? Obviously. But nonetheless, I had some weird things in my body, and my cousins had a virus passing through, so it had supposedly entered me. And the very sweatshirt I'm wearing today, just to representing the Harper Yard Goats. Harper Yard Goats, baby, was resting to my left on the ground. Now, what are you gonna do when you come out of consciousness, you're in a completely rested state, and you wake up and a fountain of vomit is exiting your mouth. First of all, this is very movie-esque fountain. Oh, uh, yeah. You no, it me. was straight up out of the movies. Like, projectile. Just like, bro! Yes. Like, oh! like a faucet. But like a heavy faucet. So, I just, in my state, look, I don't want it to land on the carpet and everything, which it already did. Well, yeah, because but you I were saw trying to be respectful. A little the bit. Line. Just a little bit. In a way, yeah. But I saw my sweatshirt. I throw up into the sweatshirt. But I wasn't done. It was one of those things where it's going to be coming continuously. Because then you can smell it. You can feel it. You, you know the full of you bile. Know, you know the feeling. Ooh. So Everyone's been there at least once in their life. I, I have this little bowl of sweatshirt throw-up soup. Delicious, by the way. And I put it down and I run to the bathroom because I'm freaking out. I'm literally projectile vomiting. I have no control over my body. I run, and it just so happens, shout out to my cousin Tony, by the way, he happens to be taking a dump at that time, <laughs> at 3.28, because I remember looking at the clock, because there was zero lighting, by the way, it's pitch black, I'm running through a house that's, I barely know, and I see just enough light from the clock to run and get into the bathroom, I immediately try to go open the door and burst through, but he locked it because he's taking a dump, so I slam into the door and I give up and just more comes flying out of my body so what my cousin hears inside is a thud a sound and then he slowly sees throw up trickle underneath the door like a movie scene like as if it's blood coming through and he says you okay bud no, I wasn't. I wasn't all right. I, <laughs> first of all, this was the first time you ever told me this story. And my I don't tell anybody. Were, yeah, you didn't tell anybody. When you told me, of course, I just died laughing. I remember what was it? We were talking about this earlier before we started filming. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. You like, all what? have a good throw up story. And I feel like it's something that can bond us all. Everyone's, whether it be a sickness or drinking or both in my case. Think of it this way. You ever have an icebreaker with somebody? It's like, oh yeah, this happened to me. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm TJ Solzberg. Or hi, I'm James Evans. Great to talk about a job interviews, by the way. Have you mentioned Just this kidding. at a job interview? Just yeah, this is not a good idea. Nonetheless, Remember I tried that. to escape and I hit the door on the way out. I hit another screen door that my aunt locked because she was smoking cigarettes out there. I projectile vomited inside for a third time. And at this point, I'd never felt so out of control. And... It just wasn't fun. So I'm only bringing this back to your friend who was in a situation. You know, it's funny where you talk about vomiting and then you talk about your story. This this is kind of like two different kinds of vomiting. Your friend is in a situation where he's not in control, 
where his emotions are giving him a ride that he's not prepared for. He is hurt because he misses and is lonely. He's hurt. He misses. He's a lonely. Girl. He's jealous. He's possibly regretting the decision. Think of, of it course. that way. And what do we all do as human beings? A lot of us like to numb that with you drinking. Pound, you pound it down. Drink it down. Drink it down. Drink as it down. As of course, you've heard my story of how I pounded down when I failed my teaching certification tests and all that. So. But hey, look at you now. Just saying. Back at it, the teaching. Nonetheless, we all hit a moment in life where it, it sucks. And we drank heavily, and it sounded like your friend drank heavily. And I'm proud of you, A, not for setting the story up like you did, inviting him. That wasn't a smart move, bud. Of course it wasn't, wasn't a smart, smart move. move. Think of it this way. It's been a week since that, and I still feel like a dumbass for doing that. You should the rest of your life. I will feel like a dumbass for that. However, if I put it on my gravestone, James Yevon is a dumbass in 2019 for doing this, fine by me. Well, nonetheless, you learned a lesson. I did learn a lesson. And we all know when you mix alcohol and emotions and... It does not end well relationships, in the end. Ooh, it can get ugly. Incredibly ugly. Speaking of ugly, let's talk about some sports. And Where do you want to start off Antonio with? Antonio friggin' Brown. First of all, he's the biggest crybaby I've ever seen in my entire life. We all understand that there are crybaby diva is the word I was looking for. Of course. Diva wide receivers. Diva. Oh the, my goodness. He's like a freaking like sweet 16. He's like, why didn't I get this? Why didn't I understand get that? that the NFL protects these wide receivers because it's a very showboaty type it's of It's hard to protect a guy like this because something is always happening left and right. And what I mean by that is the calls they're starting to make, pass interference and all that, they're starting to protect the wide receiver and make it more showboaty, add more offense, add more excitement, add more fans, add more money. I it all comes down to business. I swear to God, this Antonio Brown situation is pissing me off more and more left and right. Left so for right. those of you who if you're in the sports world you should know everything about this or i would hope you know what the hell is going on but here. if you don't know long story short we're going to explain it antonio brown wide receiver formerly of my team the pittsburgh steelers went was, to the raiders he was acting like a bitc you know what just say honestly we can't say it i know and so he Needed to get a scenery change. Needed to get a team change. He goes to the Oakland Raiders. Now, oh, <laughs> oh man. They took a chance. They, they honestly put a little faith in the fact that he would reform himself and be an adult. You know what it is? Because you change the scenery. He's not playing for Big Ben. You know, maybe play for the Oakland Raiders. Maybe something would happen. Right? My God. Did you think that something bad was going to happen? Did any of you watch... Uh, What's the HBO show? Oh, uh, Hard, Hard Knocks. Knocks. Hard Knocks, yes. With Hard the Raiders. Knocks. I watched an episode and Antonio Brown, instead of taking like this cool veteran leadership position, he was sitting in the back of the room and he was kind of like moping to himself like, I'm too cool for all this. I'm too cool for You know all what this. it is? Because he thinks his talent, he thinks he doesn't deserve to play with a not so great team like the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, and it's... Honestly, top to bottom, you can honestly find disgust in all of this. Oh man, I got so many things of many explicit. So yeah, I'm not gonna let me say it. let me say the timeline first. So he goes to the Raiders. While he's at the Raiders, he doesn't make a single dollar yet. He gets fined. He makes tons of money. Nothing. He makes nothing. He by doesn't the way. even show up at meetings. He he is, missed like I think like three like twelve no twelve missed practices. He got fined. He first of all he called out his GM. He called him a racial slur. Yeah. 
It's like, seriously. He fights his GM. He punts a football. He has a hissy fit. Basically, he's, he's, he's acting like a kindergartner. Yeah, and we, we've seen diva things in the NFL before with wide receivers. Nothing Ta- like that. Terrell like Owens, Chad Ochocinco. By the way, trivia question. Do you remember Chad Ochocinco's original last name? What was his original last name? If you remember, I'm not going to say it because I have the answer. If you remember Chad Ochocinco's name, send it to us on social media. Send us the answer. Send us the answer. Maybe we'll give you a little shout out in what you say in your of name. Course. We'll say it on air next week. Yeah, absolutely. But people like that, they make such an imprint on you being a diva that you almost forget that they're playing football. This is all new territory, childlike behavior. This is... This is a now, whole new level because you feel like you're dealing with something new left and right. Oh, but yeah. it seems like with Antonio Brown, it's always the same crap. Well, that's the thing. As a Steeler fan, he was actually good at football. He was and, great at it. And he wasn't ever in the news for any bad things. It's as if when Juju Smith-Schuster came to the team and another star receiver was sharing the spotlight with him, he started doing this overcompetitive stardom focus on me energy and he would do anything positive or negative to get that attention i was just rolling my eyes there for a second because i think it's absolutely ridiculous yeah it's it's disgusting but nonetheless he goes to the raiders ends up pissing off the gm pisses off the whole team he He ends up getting cut and released so i figured you know he got what he wanted we're like oh my god just get him out of the news i don't need to listen to this guess what Gets picked up and signed to guaranteed money to the New England Patriots. Oh my goodness. First of all, you want to talk about throwing up. I wanted to throw up when I heard that he got signed with the Patriots. I'm like, Understandable. there is literally no way in hell he deserves to play with a great team like the right. New England Patriots. And it, like you said off air, it's rewarding a child that's having a hissy fit. Exactly. You know, being a teacher and all that other stuff, I... Do not allow that to happen because I want them to learn from their bad behavior. You, as the teacher, who would be the management or the coaches in this position, of course, I'd be are like, trying to reprimand the child, the wide receiver, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Instead, in the business world of football, on the business side of it, you look at him still as one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. So all the extra baggage that comes with him, some teams are just going to put up with it. And guess what? He gets rewarded by $9 million guaranteed, a $15 million contract for a one-year He ends one up playing deal. with the greatest quarterback ever. He's playing on the best team with the greatest quarterback. And then we have... He doesn't deserve it! I'm sorry! He deserves to play for, like, the Dolphins or the teams like that! He doesn't even deserve to play in the NFL. But no, he deserves to I play. Will, I will take devil's advocate and say this. Because his talent is so overshadowed. Yeah, exactly. Talent. How much? How? What is the line we draw? He was. We've had Ray Rice. We've had Tyree Kill. We've had, we've had things where people. Even with Ray Lewis, think of it that way. Murdered a guy. Yep. But we love them as our idol. It, it, it's an idol that we is idolize and we love them and we we love when they're producing for us. If they're not. Then we spit them, crunch them up, producing throw them out. on the field, producing. If you have them on your fantasy team, things like Ooh. that, you're like, okay, yeah. maybe he's not as bad as you think it is. You're just happy that he's getting you points. Fandom. I don't think of it that way. Fandom can be a very selfish look. You like them when they're doing things for you, and then you hate them when they're not doing as good. You know, because we were talking about Chad Ochocinco right, and Terrell right. Owens. 
I know A-Rod, we talk about it, but I know that's completely different, but still. But just characters that just take us away from the sport, keep our focus on the drama, and I know New England ain't about that. Look at LeGarrette Blunt. Not a chance. New England has a history. LeGarrette Blunt. Josh Gordon! Think of it that way. Taking a lot of players in that have a lot of drama swirling around them, and then somehow the drama kind of sizzles and goes quiet. It's almost like winning and producing creates a blanket. Think of it this way. People will turn their eye. They'll turn their, they'll do a cold shoulder. They'll ignore all the BS and drama because in New England, they're winning. They've won six Super Bowls since 2001. Yeah. And maybe a player just for a second finally thinks of something that's bigger than themselves they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And I don't know what Bill Belichick's pep speech is to these guys, but it has to be something along the lines of, listen, just show up, just produce, play football, and shut up. Or leave. Exactly. And end of story. So now that he's not on a team that was last place last year, he might be... And then news comes out about the drama of the potential rape, the potential sexual assault. Sexual assault with the trainer and all that other stuff. Think of it this now, way. The worst thing that happened to New England was probably deflating. Think of it that way. Or cheating. And yeah. all that other stuff. No, they've had their things. But it's just yeah. the Antonio Brown narrative is just going like this. And it's it's getting lower Honestly, and lower and lower. And when will it end? It I'm freaking... I'm freaking sick of it. Everyone's done with it. And so since we're sick of it, why don't we transition? Because you know what? We just spent way too much time talking you know about a guy who I'm, doesn't deserve our voice. You know what it is? Because I'm freaking upset over this. Honestly, it made me want to throw up. I said so many bad words. I'm like saying to myself, Antonio Brown does not deserve to play with a team like the Patriots. He deserves to play for the Dolphins. Or not play at all. We've exactly. Spent, we've spent 25 minutes talking about things that want to make us throw up. Okay. But why don't we talk about the fact that Football's back, baby. I know. Yeah. Week two coming back. You know. Hey. Obviously, the Giants played like crap the first yeah. week. But I mean, we do have. What to did build. you expect? What did you expect? Uh, I'm not gonna know, lie. I, I was trying to be optimistic, as I always am. I didn't expect the Dallas Cowboys to make Dak Prescott look like John Elway in John, the first. He did look like John in Elway, week one and Amari Cooper looked like the greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah, so I'm just gonna say this: uh, New York Football Giants. Next topic. The topic is this. For all you out there, we did not cover this last week. We left off at this point. We're going to talk a little bit about fantasy football. Of course. the In particular. Of course. When you show up for drafts. Oh, boy. Here we go. How much do you hate the dude that doesn't show up and his team auto-drafts? Ugh. Send us I'm one of, I'm one of those send things. us some love, send us some stories about a friend or perhaps yourself getting the best team ever because a machine does the drafting for you. Look, I understand look, I completely understand. I know you're probably pointy fingers. Tell us your story, James, before I, I get in. So, you know, last or when we're doing the fantasy football draft, I happen to have so What was your excuse? My excuse was is that I was with a particular lady. Oh! Technically, couldn't be there. So, of course, I decided to auto-draft and... You ready to hear this roster I ended up having? Stay quick, because I'm about to yell at you. All right, quarterback Lamar Jackson, who had six touchdowns. Awesome. Ezekiel Elliott, who signed his contract literally the day after. Le'Veon Bell, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, your guy Vance McDonald, Chris Carson, Steelers defense, and Brett Mayer. That's a very good team. It is a very good team. 
And I didn't even try. And I guarantee you, you would have not drafted maybe even one of those guys if you were there. Let's be honest. I did not think Lamar Jackson was going to be that great because you know me and with running quarterbacks, I'm not the biggest fan of that. Just send us something on Twitter or on Facebook how much you cannot stand when somebody auto-drafts. Especially with a guy like... uh, Why are we rewarding? It's weird how ESPN and Yahoo Fantasy Sports, they set it up to take the next best player, essentially, and they fill in the positions needed. You want to hear the funniest thing, too? I lost in week one. With you Jackson. deserve it. Fair enough. Fine. You, do you think I deserve to be Owen uh, 14 or 15? Only because you weren't there. It wasn't because you had work. You were with a girl. I was with a lady. God bless the girl. Having a good Not time. her fault. We had a lovely dinner. That's all I You were say. at dinner with a girl, so your team auto-drafted. Let's be honest. You better hope the guys in your league do not hear that story. Uh, you better late. hope. Uh, too late. If they're watching this episode, they know exactly why. Hopefully they're not. And the odds are... You know what? They're not. You know what? Think of it this way. If they hear it, I deserve the end result. <laughs> anyway. Because you know me. I can take it. I can take anything. Football's back, baby. Absolutely. Football's week two, back. Week two's coming back. I'm sorry about your Steelers, by the way, Gay. Absolutely yeah. blown out by the Patriots. So here's the thing. We got rid of that little disease, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, who I'm actually in more respect of because in the offseason... He actually shut up. He didn't say a word. He never was vocal during his holdout. He had a point, and he held it. So guess what? We made a big story of it. Is he going to come back? Oh, he's not making enough money. Bam, bam, bam. But guess what? He never went to social media, Twitter, and Facebook like Antonio does. And he cried like a big baby. Yeah, he didn't cry. He didn't do any of that. So... Le'Veon, I gained a lot more respect for you, not only because you signed with the New York Jets, but... He almost won. (laughs) But, yeah, they had a nice 17 point, or whatever. 17 unanswered points by the Bills. They have a 17 10. Oh, wait, no. They were up 16 to 10 at one point. 17, 17 unanswered points by the Bills to lose. But guess what? They also have to look forward to the fact that Sam Darnold, their quarterback... Like a teenager in high school or middle school has mononucleosis. Whatever that is. As an adult. He got mono as an adult. What did he make? What did you do, man? Did he make out with a stripper pole? Like, what the heck did he do? I don't know. New York City looks like a fun place. He's going to be out. But anyway, the point is. He's going to be out. Anyways, I respect Le'Veon Bell for going to a team like that. He was quiet. He made his money. Now he's trying to play. And you got Antonio Brown doing his things over there. Point is, my Steelers have those little distractions gone. That was Finally, a little, that we was can a focus hiccup. on football. Think of it this way. It was only week one. It was a little hiccup. You bounce back the next week. And guess what? Yeah, week one, like you said, you're playing the New England Patriots. It's going to be a bit difficult. A little bit. Especially when you're playing and at Gillette Stadium, you know. We lost 33-3. to three. My goodness. By the way... I chose Steelers defense. They gave me negative five points. Well, why would you pick a defense against the Patriots? I did not think they would play the Patriots in week one. Gotta First check the matchups. Gotta check the matchups. Well, course. I will say this. I was confident. Okay. Football is back. Week two, starting tomorrow. We haven't even talked baseball. Oh, we're yes. here. I'm so excited to talk about this. But we're going to have to next week. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. But you should stick with us because guess what? We have 27 other episodes where we talk baseball so friggin' much. You guys, if you like what you heard, please subscribe or like us. Uh, We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Transistor. We're We're on on everywhere. We're everywhere. We're with the Clover Crest Media Group. I'm so excited to talk about this postseason roster that we came up together. 
We've done that. But I know. James, what minute are we at? Uh, 32 minutes in. We're already two minutes over. Are we actually? Technically, we could do whatever. We, we have want. freedom to do whatever we want. But Technically, we do. We're professionals now. Yes. This is a job. And we love this job because it doesn't feel like we're working. We will keep, we will keep this topic up, but the magic number is four. As the final weeks in the baseball season ends, the Yankees only need four more wins to capture the first American League East title since 2012, and we're getting really. Our, yep, we're getting our big guys back. We haven't captured the American League East. 2012. Here's what happened. Really? I, I remember this. Have the Red Sox had it every year? Uh, no, no, American League East. American League East? No, they haven't won every year. 2013 they won. 2014, I think. No, no, no. you just said that was the first time the Yankees The Yankees won. haven't won the American League East division since 2012. Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. Literally, the last two times we made the postseason, we made it as a wild card team. Wow. I know. Think of it that way. I can still remember the American Jeez. League East division, but we're not going to bore you with that stuff. No. And... We're excited to talk baseball, as you can see. But nonetheless, we're coming to the end of the stretch of baseball season. We'll talk about playoff roster next week. Playoff roster, big guys coming back. Who Couple went new down. injuries. We're kind of getting sick of this. Same bull crap. Take Damn. some ibuprofen, please. Take some ibuprofen. You know what? Here's what's going to happen. Whatever happens at the end of the season, someone needs to be... Uh... Put some ice on it and get out there and play. Nonetheless, James, tell them where they can find us. You can find us on Twitter at Life Pinstripes, Instagram Life and Pinstripes, JEVN21 on Twitter, Solzenberg TJ on Twitter, JEV22 on Instagram. You're uh, TJ Solzenberg, I think it's. I don't like even that. know. You know what? I'll make it. I'll make an, an oath right here, right now. I'm gonna up my social media game. You better, otherwise I'm gonna be on your ass every day, left and right. I've been dormant. I've been sleeping. I've been slumbering, just like. This has been some episode, though. Think of it that Just way. Just like the United States, when a famous Japanese general, after they bombed Pearl Harbor, they yeah. said, I fear I've woken the sleeping giant. I will, Just like my social media game, I will which has been slumbering. I will literally personally yell at you every day if I have to. I'm a monster. I feel and like I've been holding back from you. I feel like Gordon Ramsay is social media right now just yelling at you. for Hell's Kitchen. Here we are. You're a donkey! Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Send us some love. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. And I'm James Yevin. And never forget to, to rock, rock and or roll. roll.